This episode of the Golf Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet 50 bucks at win and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And we're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold, hard cash with their over-under game. Just head over to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group. And Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. SGP, and of course, don't forget to go download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, DJs, welcome back for the RBC Canadian Open. It's your boy, Boston Capper, with God Golf himself, Steve Shermer, and big special guest, Mr. Jeff Feinberg. Jeff, anything going on today? It was kind of slow in the news today. It's a pretty interesting day where it kind of felt like the RBC tournament doesn't exist. I'm sure Thursday morning the victory laps will commence on schedule. <laughs> but, but yeah, it was um, uh, quite a wild day. One of the crazier days in the, like, ecosystem that, you know, we exist in maybe ever and we might have a few more of these guys that think it could be a, a, like a drip, drip, drip summer summer migration yeah. um so you know let it uh let it begin i yeah. think it's important though to realize like out of the gate these guys are throwing a billion at the wall there's no revenue coming in whatsoever there's no tv deal but it's not about this week like they really are paying a billion dollars to sit at a table and part of that billion dollars is us doing what we did on twitter today yeah. Like they paid a billion dollars for us to <laughs> do what right. we did today That's and to right. do what we'll do, I think, after the U.S. Open for the Portland and, and as we, we go along. So yeah, today was crazy. Maybe it gets crazier. I, I don't know what's next. I think it's going to get crazier. I mean, I, before we jumped online, I told Steve, I was like, this has to be the craziest day in the golf news world. Like I, other than mm-hmm. Tiger's car crash, I can't think of anything that dominated, you know, yeah. as much as it did today. It's yeah, because like, we are so we've invested so much, even like before you made a bet, we've invested so much of our lives like into the PGA tour. And I for me much of the discourse isn't about like any part of betting or even watching. Like I don't know, it's in England. I'm not waking up in the night to watch it. I'm gonna wake up I'd like to see what they're doing and not like I don't care to see a shot. I mean, like more like the like their coverage or the microphones they're talking about. But the fascinating part for me is just simply how it affects golf in its present and in its future. Like I don't care about this week's event. Did I make a bet? Yeah, I bet Kevin up. <laughs> so did I. All right. Yeah, just in like a decent number on a guy who's playing well. Who you know he didn't get two hundred million, so he'd love to win that that big bag. This week, it's just that we've grown up with the PGA Tour. We are very committed. Uh, committed might be the wrong. We've invested a lot, so we care a lot about what's going to happen um, to it. You know, so yeah, that we're all. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, like we got comfortable. Like I, I know watching today's press conferences, I got just kind of a little weird seeing like all right, Louie and DJ and just had like the live golf background and everything. It's like this is weird. Like 
I almost like I'm feeling like like not dirty with like the whole like you know the Saudi stuff, but it's just like all right, I'm watching like another rival league where like this is happening. Like we've been talking about this for it seems like two years with the PGL at first, and then the Saudi stuff started coming out, and like now it's like it's actually here now. So it's just it's it's kind of like it's like a nervous anticipation of like what's going to happen Thursday with this thing. Like you know Jeff, like what you said, like how's the broadcast going to look like, and like you know is there any cool innovations we're going to have, like. You know, just, just stuff like that. It's it's a very interesting time in golf right now. And you think that, like, with the PGA Tour seeing like, on ESPN.com with three golf headlines out there, you think they'd be jumping, you know, through hoops right now. But it just – it was pretty the negative PGA overall. The PGA Tour, they deserve a lot of credit for – and if you look at what – like, just for example, if you went to my Twitter feed today and got a surf like my likes, I think there's been great humor on both sides. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I've liked – People who've made arguments, I've liked tweets from both sides of the, like, the argument. Um, you know, like, like there are Saudi Arabia jokes that I've hit like on. There's Saudi Arabia. Like, take it seriously. Like, how can no one ask? Like, two questions. Are Dustin or Phil, are you a, do you consider yourself a patriot? Yes. Do you care they did 9-11? Like, I, I think that's an annoying thing, but like, I would also be entertained if someone did that at the press conference. Like, I'm just here for all of a lot of craziness. But this goes back to, I think, the PGA Tour. They've done a great job in 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 brainwashing a lot of us. They're sport-watching on the other side. PGA Tour's brainwashed us. Because they've somehow created um, a, a controversy that's strictly two commercial enterprises. That's all it is. And they turned it into a morality issue. Right. And that, like, great for, like, good for them. I don't know. That was their play, and they did a really good job executing that argument. They Like, a morality issue on two corporate – it'd be like Home Depot and, like, the other one. Like, no. I'm just saying this is just a corporate – it's corporate fighting. They're fighting yeah, for money. Yeah, it's corporate fighting that they have framed in a morality issue, and, and I guess that's genius by them because that does hold a lot of weight for a lot of people. If only they could execute showing more fucking golf shots on normal coverage versus their PR campaign. That's what I, I, I hope that whatever – listen, I don't give a shit. I hope one wins out like because I don't want to have to cover – even more, right? Like so that's the thing. I, I, but whatever one wins out, like I like the microphone idea. I don't hate the shotgun start idea. You can't do that with a huge field. Um, but the microphones, the cameras, maybe how they broadcast more. Maybe they cater more to gambling. Like if they were smart, the live people would absolutely cater to the gamblers, right? Because what have we been screaming about forever? Like we're the ones paying for PGA Tour Live, watching uh, Thursday morning rounds in our fucking cubicle or in our home office up on our up on our screens. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. Like, what will they care about? Because, like, if some guy we don't care about is contending, we're still going to get Phil DJ Sergio shots. True. true. Like, that's what they paid for. That's Listen, if it's on YouTube, my dad never sees it. He never finds it. If it's on TV, my 80-year-old dad just likes to get home and watch golf. I say this to Mayo all the time. He doesn't know if it's a rain delay on CBS. You think my dad knows? <laughs> like true. he just can't see the little like blurry font that says right now he's just watching great players hit golf shots or maybe yeah. he likes see, like we all like seeing the great players go bunk to bunk too like I, I 
I don't, I don't know. So it's so messed up. It's almost like they're trying to prove they're good before they accept some real lowball TV deal. Yeah. Like they're almost like we're better than we're willing to eat losses to get on like a, a legitimate something to cover us. Part of me also thinks they should be playing like Tuesday through Thursday, Monday yeah. through Wednesday. Take that Mac football model of don't yeah. go head to head Saturday with the SEC, the ACC. You can't do that. Yeah. Get Action it. Wednesdays, baby. It's a thing. Yeah. Action Wednesdays is a thing. Make it their thing. That's Make a great it idea. Your thing. Make it. Give us this whole week. And you're right. That's for the betting. It feels exhausting. I've taken this early approach where for me out of the gate, I'm, I'm treating it like it's Thursday night football and I'm betting a couple first touchdowns. I like, like it. I'm not going crazy. I'm just throwing some sprinkles. I'm going to watch the first hour of the game and hopefully I'm at, like, that's kind of it. I'm not looking for, I said, I, I didn't make that bet, but I'm not looking, not full carding it. I'm not like betting what I'm betting on the PGA tour. Maybe one day we, we, we get there and yeah. I don't know. I, I love golf and this conversation yeah. is just so interesting to me. It's it so is. multifaceted. People want to have the geopolitical conversation, but to me, as like a lover of golf, the PGA Tour, there are so many layers that go beyond that 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 really do pique my interest. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think. It's, yeah, for I, sure. I mean, I, I think what I just don't want is like what happened with IndyCar in the '90s, where you end up having the two competing sports, where IRL had the Indy 500 but not the drivers, and then the cart had the drivers but not the races, and then overall just. People care about the Indy 500, and I feel like if the Saudis just keep throwing money at these players, they're just going to have to go over, and that's what the fans care about. Like, they don't care about the 3M Open. They don't care about, you know, like the AT&T Double Beach Pro-M anymore. They care about who's on their screen, what players are there, and if they are successful by just throwing money at these guys and take their losses eventually, you know, they're going to come out on top there. So It's going to be a real... The guys like holding on to legacy. There are so few players that play for a legacy. Like what? Three, Tiger four. This is one of them. Rory, I guess, like we'd all agree, if Rory ends his career with four majors, he's never gonna sleep well. Right. For the correct. rest of his life. Absolutely. Like if it stops at four from where it started, he won't. He will not be content. Agreed. He will feel like a true legacy letdown. He's clearly being a champion of of the legacy thing. What are you gonna say Brooks Kepka has won four majors, and I think he's like he's clearly on the short list of guys. Who seen, like I don't his care. His brother's there. There's no way. There's no way. There's not a wink and a, and a nod that hey just, Chase gets a spot and he's coming. He just seems like a guy like just enjoy life, enjoy. I make the wrestling analogy all the time. If we're old enough to remember, you know the WCW Mike. Yeah. It's just less dates. It's more money. It's less dates. If I don't love golf, if golf is my job, and I want to be on the boat, or I don't care about Brooks isn't. I don't practice guy like. Yeah. This yeah. is, you know, Taylor I does he strike you as a legacy. It was easy to play the legacy card before this thing existed, as you gotta mock your others people's lack of majors with yours. But right, like he's going to be really him, and then like more like who are the other who's building a legacy? JT, like, J, JT, right? I, mean, I guess yeah, he's trying, and he's yeah. at the altar of Tiger. Yeah, we, so he's not going anywhere. Not as a negative. No. He's just, he is like, sees, he's at the altar of, of Tiger. I, 
And yeah, whatever, ta- whatever Tiger says, he's going to Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Like, Tiger says play for legacy, I'm going to play for legacy. I don't need that money. There's enough money for me. I, I, don't, I don't know. It's so weird. And if they want to keep the field small, then how many guys can go take this money? Like, how many spots are there? Like, you know, obviously this Pat Perez thing happening today, it's a nice little get. And we're also learning we can't believe any of them. No, he just put out a pretty hard statement a few months ago. Uh, Pat Perez was on with Nose and Sully, and I think Bearoff put out the clip from yeah. a few months ago today where it's like, they'd have to, they could never afford me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Guess, not. Guess not. Like, stop, Pat. <laughs> You know, I mean, he does live good in the everything. He, you know, if I've watched videos of his Scottsdale home, like, crazy thing. I, to have that lifestyle of just keeping your card for 20 years and having that Perez, oh, my God. We like talking about legacies and rages. It's the Perez's and the Brian Gay's that, like, I truly do envy. Yeah, fuck yeah. The guys yeah, that just held the card for 20 years, racking up starts. Oh, yeah, so I, again, like I don't know, could take this anywhere. It's a, it's amazing. Oregon is going to be a crazy draw. Oh, so they already, they already said what Bryson's going to be there. They showed a I, screenshot earlier today that Patrick's Reed ne- name was up on the team draft tonight. And next week's going to be wild, guys. Oh yeah, like, and I'm not talking about the golf. No, no, the press conferences. Let's Monday go. through Wednesday next week is, it's. Go- <laughs> I mean, maybe I'm over overselling what we could be in for next week, but it's going to be goddamn wild because, you know, we're not just going to have the golf media, which oh, is no. a champion of car, uh, cause like this is going to bring in like the New York Times, the Washington Post. And I'm not talking about their sports writers. Nope. <laughs> you know, and this is going to be prompt for everybody. Rory's going to have to answer a question about Nike and their human um, yeah, you're right. Yep. Like, yep. he's going to have to. Someone, like the Fox News angle, and I'm not picking a side here, I'm just saying someone from that angle is going to come in and say, Rory, this is this, you said this. I think it's only fair I ask you about this. Yep. You know, like, so this is, and I said, man, we live in this world of a clusterfuck yep. of hypocrisy everywhere. It's so hard to keep up. I'm just a guy trying to raise his kids who likes sports. I, I, life is too complicated for me to keep up. I think 9-11 is horrible. Like, it's like for me to support this league doesn't mean I condone that either. So it's just this maze, but I'm not going to let you tell me which sport I'm going to let you watch. And the same, I'm not going to let you tell me which chicken places I can eat at either. (laughs) Yeah, it it just seems like just bury your head in the sand with this stuff and just enjoy the product at this point. And just, you know, see what hap- what else happens. Or, so. yeah, or, or don't enjoy it. I, and I'm not a fan of, like, F1 or, or, like, I watch, like, the World Cup of Soccer in Euro. But, like, don't these guys, these Saudi princes own, like, top yeah. EPL yeah. teams? Of course. I'm just saying that when F1 goes over, are people, like, losing their mind? Like, no. I know, like, is it not, like, does F1 media do what golf media has done. I, I'm I'm literally asking. I'm not mocking or saying anyone's right or wrong. This is just a new experience for me and in being involved in. I guess you know I'm an NFL MLB fan. I'm involved in Saudis owning things that yeah. I was looking for. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I I know it when I think when the F1 race was over there earlier this year, the missile strike happened, and that started a little bit of the controversy. Like I think the drivers wanted to leave, and that started a little bit of the buildup, but. 
No, it, it seems like golf has had a lot more stuff thrown at it than like F1 or the soccer teams or anything like that. It's just, I don't know, maybe it's just because like all the money that's just been thrown around like publicly as far as like, you know, what these guys are actually making. Yeah. Maybe that's why people are just getting driven crazy with this stuff. But it, I mean, I, I'm not, I watch F1 and I'm kind of like a casual soccer fan. It just, maybe just because I'm in the golf bubble, it does not seem like those sports are getting as much blowback about Saudi. It's like, why do people like golf? I can kind of get why golf channel employees are like, because yeah, it's their job. They're getting threatened their by their job. Different league. Yeah. They have the rights. You protect your rights. Like yeah. I get that. You're the rights holder. You die with it. <laughs> die with it. I don't understand why like the golf digest just, I'm not picking on anybody, but like what everybody like there's not one other it's very one sided and i think that's more of like an american media conversation as a whole yeah I probably i don't even care to enter here yeah let's yeah. um you know people just i don't know you know people college Kevin, college educated guys who write yeah i'm not i don't even just i'm literally I, i'll make fun of both sides on that yeah. i just i don't know i, I it, they are Fever pitch, yeah. Like about it. Um, I think it's. I think it's easier to attack the golfers themselves because they're individuals, right? Versus, you know, who owns the EPL? Like, I don't know shit about soccer, right? But I imagine you have to have a large fucking sum of money to own a soccer team, right? So it's easier to attack these individual golfers who are clearly going for the money grab. No one cares what else they have to say. Everybody realizes it's a money grab and whatever. They're making their own decision for their family. Like, whatever. It is and what it is. To hear them say, like, I'm taking the money? No. Yeah. They literally just said, I'm doing what's best for me and my family. Yeah. That's that's the exact same thing. It's like, same I'm thing. taking the money. <laughs> exactly. Like, and so, what you need is they have to say that for you. Yeah. And, yeah. People, think, people just think they're more important than they are, and people want to get on their soapbox and take stands and look at me, look at me, look at me. It, that's that's. I mean, look, that's the Twitter culture, right? Fucking look at me, yeah. look at me. Like, and, I mean, and I'm not saying I'm right, because no. maybe I'm like the problem in the sense that I kind of given up. I just look at it like there's hypocrisy in every Everywhere. aspect of everything. You want me to care when you're like, own, and I'm not saying the government's already that your government has relations with that. Like, you want me to care when like the people at the very top don't care? Like, why do I need to care? I'm not just a guy who's going to stream something on YouTube. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, that was a, uh, listen, live is going to be great. Uh, it's going to be great for content fucking moving forward. No question about it. All right. While we take a break, got to make sure you guys know how to get down on the win bet. $50 to win $200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to 200 bucks in free bets and the ultimate fantasy football experience. If you bet $500 or more on sports or casino before July 31st, 2020, you get entered in to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at the Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at the Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Even Jerry gets to go. So multiple entries are allowed, and all users also can uh, bet $100 on the NBA or casino and be entered into the prize drawing to attend a DJ Diesel, who is Shaq uh, performance at the Encore Beach Club. At night, as well as a meet and greet with DJ Diesel this summer. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download. 
download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. The offer is subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. It's gonna be you, it's gonna be the first twenty minutes of every show. Yep. Yeah. Like because yeah. every there's gonna be some news every week. We're gonna get a drip. You see a lot of guys who were expecting to go smartly playing the long game. Like what what's the rush? Like a Kevin Kisner can go tomorrow. We can go in three. Like just watch how it plays out. I'm just no, randomly no. picking Kisner. But I don't. You know, you know what's funny? I know Kisner's a greedy fuck, but I don't think he's gonna go. I mean, this is a guy who wore. Um, what was that hat he wore at the British Open? Like yeah, in 17, 17, 76. Like someone's got ass Woodland, the guy that yeah. wears like the Valor. He yeah. like literally for 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 soldiers. Yeah. Uh, he has a special like Puma line that is for injured soldiers. Yeah, who, who like that. So yeah, that, who yeah. Don't get me that. Go ask him about those guys. Go ask him the question of of yeah. like uh, what do you think about those guys and taking Saudi yeah. like. I just want to shit. I want to see shit get spicy. Yeah, and then the man. layer of that. Well, yeah, it's a whole other layer. Also curious, like, how's it? Like, is this going to come out in the Netflix thing? Probably not. They're going to have oh, to. Oh, just- it's better, dude. What a what a year for this, by the way. Netflix mm-hmm. just fucking stumbled upon the. But I would goof. love to see if you, if Netflix doesn't give me Harry Higgs throwing back Tito's, giving his take on this. Oh yeah, like, <laughs> they like, failed. It, what a fail! Like, yeah. I want Justin's take. I want like the true one percent take, and I no. want. A guy who's got to grind its take. Like, yeah. I want it all. So, hopefully the cameras are rolling, but the PGA is probably not going to let Harry Higgs. But Harry's like, I think it's a pretty good idea to go. Like, I don't <laughs> <care> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> Fucking nine Tito's and cranberries deep sitting in the fucking pool float after missing the cut. <laughs> He's like, hell yeah. Fuck yeah. I love Harry Higgs. I do target him later on on this card, though. Um, <laughs> alright, so you got anything, uh, I mean, it's, it's OTA season. You got anything, any crazy charger takes? And let me ask you, let me ask you a question. So I'm a Patriots fan, so I know you hate my guts. Um, no, you don't. I'm just jealous. I'm, it's yeah. envy. It's not hate. Okay. Alright, that's fair. So now he's a Giants fan, so do you mm-hmm. hate him because of the Eli Phillips shit? Like, that no, shit, I that don't. Listen, not, I take things. <laughs> Like, it's okay. You can, the you thing. Can the thing. It's almost like this, like forced idea that I need to hate. Like, or I, I don't even want to put this. The only last time Charge drafted a quarterback was the Philip Rivers, Eli. Eli stuff, and then it, we were so successful with that. And the next time was Herbert, and there were other quarterbacks, and the two a thing. Obviously, Burrow's going one. And then in my mind, like for that first year, I feel like I had to like be a guy that like made this a thing, and I, I want no part of this now. Obviously, Herbert's great. The Giants. They, they win suck. again. They, like, they want. Yeah. Like I, I, what do you like? You set me up. Like I want to say something. There's nothing clever I couldn't say. Like yeah. they won two Super Bowls. I don't think Eli Manning wins a single game. Philip Rivers lost. Like I don't look at it like that. Like I mean, like a playoff game. Obviously, could have been regular season games. Um, like in that respect, like I don't think like had we had Eli, like I have two Super Bowl rings. I think it was a great D line. Like. A perfect circumstance, and yeah, guy Mir- plays Mir- miracle catches. Games are playoff. Like it's just an incredible Eli in and of itself is such an anomaly that is I can't not respect it. And as I've gotten older, I like him as a character, so the hate isn't there. That being said, 
Part of me, like, will enjoy some level of giant suffering, some cubic purgatory. Like, <laughs> I, I Daniel will, Jones, he's there right now. Yeah, yeah, I know, but like, long term, like, I don't, they got, yeah, they got, and even if they do, they got two Super Bowls, I'd give a nut for one, like, yeah, I don't really have anything OTA other than I'm super, like, fired up. You just gotta look at the Chargers roster to know, <laughs> Like, I'm going to wake up every Sunday really excited for a football game. And You're they right. might be three-point favorite. They might be a ten-point favorite. But they ain't going to be much more than, like, a three- or four-point underdog. Like, uh, like yeah. in many games, all full disclosure, like, there's a ten on the win total, minus 118. I put way too much. That's on. not Dude, that's and I, not really hope, I really hope I have the discipline every Sunday to be like, you don't, Feinberg, you do not need to bet the Chargers today. You... You did something disgusting in in at the end of May that you do not need to bet the Chargers today. There, but, there's zero chance that happens. You're 100. Right. I mean, so based cool. on your reaction to the schedule, that money can show up in my account tonight. Um, yeah. yeah. So I don't like from a betting aspect. I don't know OTAs. I just I'm fired up for this season. I honestly. Truth be told, I try not to think about it too much. It just excites me too much, and we're not even in July. Like, that's that's the, the God's honest. The God's honest truth. Coming back to the Giants, I am like – I don't like hating them because this Twitter ecosystem, there's just – I like a lot of people, and we can add another, who are big Giants fans. Like, and I don't – I don't know. I don't hate – like – it's weird. It's weird. Like that. Um, so knowing some Giants fans has kind of made me like not want to see the worst happen um, for them. I guess. Well, oh. I, I will say this, uh, Jeff. I am actually very jealous of the Chargers, and it's kind of funny. I sit here because a couple of years ago, Dave Gellman let it known to everybody that he wanted Justin Herbert. I've done this. Yep, done and, and you know what? I got all excited about the guy and everything, and yeah. then, you know, he decided to sit out, and then Dave Gellman just freaked out, and we ended up drafting uh, a worse version of uh, Dave Brown, basically. So, so I can two-prong this. I can hurt you right now. You can keep on. <laughs> this is like my bit okay. that I've done with Mayo, where, like, any true Giants fan knows Gettleman's infatuation with Herbert. Herbert chooses to go back to school. They draft Daniel Jones. The very next year, the Chargers get Herbert. But what do the Giants do? They draft Andrew Thomas, who's been a just not very good. The Chargers get a comeback in the next draft after securing Herbert and get Rashawn Slater, who literally the first play, the fir- his first hour as an NFL pro, you were like, holy shit, they have like a top eight left tackle in the league on day one. So I love how my the two drafts have worked for the Chargers and the left tackle quarterback dynamic has really been a cluster expletive for the Giants. But again, I'm maturing and I'm 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 not wanting it to oh, also because I'm a Debo guy and I think that Sean guy's cool. So that might change my opinion. Like I'm very pro Debo. Debo is a good Dable guy. Debo ends up becoming like a super stud coach mm-hmm. and. I have a, and, and Staley, who I love, keeps up some of this earnest, scared, stupid instead of this beautiful mind sort of shit. I will, you can laugh at me because everyone seems to think it was a Dave Staley decision at the finish line for the Chargers 
a year ago. So maybe through all this craziness, Dable leads some mediocre quarterback for you to the promised land, and I can't get a, a super cyborg stud anywhere. You can laugh at me. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I'm glad you've had nice drafts. Patriots don't know what those are. I know nobody wants to hear me fucking complain. Yeah, so I, and the, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we take we take guys who don't even have footage. Like it's we take some fat kid from some FCS school with the first round or the third round. Belichick's been frustrating the shit out of me, and like the media is actually finally getting on him because yeah. we never need, we never needed to let Brady walk. We just could have fucking paid him the money. The salary cap doesn't exist. It's not real. Like and and we Cam fucking Newton, what a disaster. Mac Jones looked fine, but I don't know. Like I'll see what happens when you got guys in the fire. It's fuck Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. It's so bad. The two stooges. Like, why are they? And, and Matt Patricia's gonna fucking make play calls. Why? I don't understand. It's so frustrating. I'm just gonna be one of those old guys that's, that's a fucking. It's five. pretty. Yeah, the rose is starting to like come off the bloom. Oh yeah. A bit. It seems like you're allowed to like make criticisms of Billichek without like instantly being like shouted down. Yeah. yeah. But exactly. at the same time, it's still like you gotta just. I don't know. Watch it play play out. See if he can All right. turn back. Okay. Let me ask you this then. If you want, that's fine. Let's let's say let's say it's your team and they bring on Matt Patricia and Joe Judge for your second year quarterback. How comfortable are you with that? Like it's okay, insane. I'm not comfortable, but honestly, it's this is the dynamic. People don't care to hear Patriot fan complaints the same way they don't want to hear like. Dustin Johnson needs more money. Oh, it's never enough money. So whatever. It's the same sort of like. I know. I know. Like, I know. Bill needs who they, who they just I think they are. They could just like always figure it out. Like <laughs> no, I just mean like it's the same sentiment. Like like don't you have enough? Yeah, I know, I know, like, I know. No, you, like you are a Patriot fan. You're like, yeah. I don't want to stop winning. I'm watching no. this team. I'm going to watch 18 games for every year. Every like there, yep. I don't. I need them to. Run properly. I don't care what happened in the past. I need yeah. to win again. Again, right now. It's, I need I need to fix. Let's and I like the guy who who has just a nine to five job saying, How dare you be offered that money and accept it and want to take it? Like right. so yeah. yeah, that's that's just I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Football can't come soon soon enough. Soon yes. enough. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm yep. with you on that. Hopefully, hopefully, uh, I do like the Giants a lot. It's just a tough division for you, man. Uh, I don't think, uh, it's, uh, it's a wild division out there. I don't yeah. think, Ru- what do you think of Russ? Real quick, a real quick thought on Russ. I don't think he's, gonna uh, I think he's washed. So what I think of Russ is I'm sort of playing like the roulette wheel. Like we've come up red too much with quarterbacks going, veterans going and having like just instant success. One of these guys has to goddamn face pant. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I that's guess. literally where my head, like, from Stafford to Brady, yeah. uh, there have been never, even like Rivers walking in one year, getting the coastal playoffs. I'm not comparing him to, right. um, Rob. Like, that's not a con. Right. Right. I'm just saying we've really seen the veteran quarterback come in, play fine, do exactly what the team needed to do. I'm waiting for one of them to just not work. For people to realize, yeah, Pete Carroll was a dumbass. 
But shouldn't Russ, like, why didn't Russ get a free pass that DK didn't get the ball or yeah. Locke couldn't get the ball? Now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there, and I use it for my dynasty. Uh, it's a game-changing product, unlike anything else in the industry, and now you can make money on Sleeper, too. By playing their new over-under game, it's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball or hits at baseball. Then, choose the amount of money you want to enter in the contest. Contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere between two and 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is the only app where I can join my buddies' contests and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride together, so stop doing what so, so stop what you're doing and download the Sleeper app to play their new Over Under game and have fun with your friends and make some money. So on your phone, go join our listener league. Uh, group on sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP. That's, and sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to a hundred bucks. That's right. Join our squad and get a hundred percent deposit match on sleeper.com slash SGP. Like he doesn't bear a, any responsibility in this and he's corny as fuck. Oh, he's so corny. So, I'm going try hard corny fucker. I'm rooting for Makes him. Makes it, he's a hard guy to cheer for. You remember those stories, even when the Seahawks were at their peak? The defense hated it. Uncle Tom, like those oh, yeah. ESPN exposés, like a true, yeah. he created a true divide. Didn't, per, didn't Percy tag his wife, too? We had, I mean, you want to talk about disrespect, like bagging your fucking QB's wife. I, I, mean. I thought that was Golden Tate. Golden Tate, not personal. Yeah, something happened. Uh, something bad happened. <laughs> there. So weird thing. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for that dynamic to fail. But if the Broncos are in the Super Bowl, I'm not like I'm. If the Broncos are great. I'm not like surprised either. It's another great quarterback who took his act to a new team and yeah, kept it going. I hope that doesn't happen though. Me too. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Why don't we transition back to the uh, the Canadian Open for this week? So. Uh, you know, obviously you're in Toronto. Um, this is in your home event. Uh, we got the first Canadian Open since 2019. So, I don't know. Do you got any intel from the ground? Uh, I know that uh, across Lake Ontario here, I got a lot of rain, so I'm sure that you got a lot of rain there too. Do you think that's going to uh, affect how the course plays a little bit this week as far as scoring and maybe guys you target? Yeah, so uh, we've experienced that rain. It looks like we're going to have a great week for the tournament, though. Uh, I think the rough is lush, uh, classical, tree-lined, compact golf courses uh, that are very synonymous with, with the time here. Uh, I'm expecting, well, approach play, bunker play, those are the sort of things that I am I'm keying in on. Well, I do think the shot makers can attack this place. I am, as we get closer to the event, believing the bomb and gouge guys will probably also have a great deal of success. The instances where it does work off the tee, they'll be they'll you know be in position A plus plus plus, stick it to ten seven inside ten feet, and the course is so short that unless you really put it in the worst spot, I could see Rory just bombing it, JT bombing it, and then flicking a wedge to twenty eight feet, moving on to the par, and then just trying to attack the next hole for for, for birdie. So I can yeah. see playing to both. Ways, uh, I have a winning score 16 to 18 under. Uh, I always expect one or two of these guys to play fantastic, but yeah. it should be, yeah, it should be fun. I've honestly never been, um, to St. George's and unfortunately I won't be able to get out there this week, which is a bit of a letdown, but I'm very much excited for the event. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I think you make a great point about Rory because I think we said the same things about Hamilton, you know, coming in too, like, you know, rolling topography, shore, you know, tree line, and then Rory just nuked the place too. So, yeah, and I think with this rain as well, I mean, we kind of saw, I mean, it was a lot colder at TBC Potomac, but with that rain, it made the course, it's not all that long of the scorecard, but it just made it a little longer. Balls weren't rolling out in the, uh, the fairways. The, you know, it was hard to get out of the rough. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I think I made my betting card not knowing it was going to, we were going to get all that rain. So I don't love it as much, but hey, we'll see. We'll see when that happens. So my, my right. betting card is so fucking short. Like it's just, it's so short. Like it, I have yeah. no idea. Like, it's, it's just so tough. We had everybody withdrawing. Nobody's seeing the course. The numbers came out were fucking atrocious yeah. on Monday. Yep. I and mean, it's my- tough. I mean, we don't really, we see boards like you get one or two tough guys, you get a middle range in the back. Yep. This is for this sort of like event. We don't really get this betting board dynamic often, if ever, where it's right. truly like a, a handful of top, top guys. And a total lacking of that middle, middle tier. Of that yeah. middle tier. Um, yeah. and then you obviously go, go right back up. Um, so yeah, very interesting. Like the amount of guys you can bet on between 40 and 80 to one is probably smaller than any event yeah. of the year. I, dude, I would agree. I think I got one. I got one in there. And that's it. And usually that's like the range that I like to hit. It, on exactly. A lot. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. so, and then I'm in fucking Florida where you can't bet legally. So I'm on golf Twitter in the morning watching everybody pump out these numbers. And I'm like, I'm four hours behind. I'm not going to see any of these numbers. And by the time they come out, they're even fucking shorter than the bad numbers already were. So it was one of these like just frustrating fucking Mondays for me where I was like, hey, this is, I mean, like, what am I going to do? So I'm just going to focus more on some matchups and maybe some placements if my local book ever fucking drops those numbers. <laughs> All right. I'm refreshing that. I'm in Toronto with access to everything. I'm still hitting refresh on that local uh, <laughs> plenty on, 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 uh, on a Monday. Yeah, and so and my, my local hangs like super soft, fucking like top twenties. And so I, that's all I'm waiting on. I'm like, all right, come on, man. Some drop something so I can get yeah. some more action down. But uh yeah. hang hang that plus money on JT top twenty. Just do it for once. Let's go. One time, baby. One time. All right. Well, why don't we start with the betting card then? So Jeff, why don't you kick it off? Uh what outright you got on your card right now? So uh the outrights I have, I bet uh Hatton. I'm banking on the the very popular pick this week. That actually feels yeah. like that would be a bit of a community celebration. Agreed. If that goes down, never a real good thing, truth be told. You almost, you make that bet on Monday, see everybody else make the bet. You're like, oh, I don't know if I'd make that bet again. But <laughs> I, a lot like just how it could play and, and the fact that he's been good with the eye, um, always gaining with the approach, good bunker player. He works for me. I bet Finau sort of in my head, uh, 30 to 1 for him. 33 for Hatton. Finau, the second in Mexico where he led an approach. The fourth at the Schwab, the the T30 at the PGA. I'm really hoping we can get a summer of the good things um, to happen for him again. And I lost my read bet this week. I haven't. Lost too. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, I really. Sorry, I was really looking forward to it. Uh, And truth be told, I wanted him to win. Like. Him winning this event, maybe comes back. He can come back next year. Like I'd love for Reed to just keep coming back to Canada. Yeah, you don't even know if he's on the PGA Tour. Nah, I think, he's, I, think, I think I think I think he's gone. They, they See, like he's not. They showed his name up on that thing, bro. You're, that's the thing. I don't agree with the questioning, and I get why people would like bark at it on the Twitter. Yeah. But if I was a reporter on the scene, 
I literally be like, they call you Captain America. You're working <laughs> for Saudi Arabia. Like, all, what am I? What it's all about spreading the game, Jeff. Jeff, it's all about spreading yeah. the game. It's growing the game. Yeah, right? I get it. I'm just saying, like, you know, it's this dynamic of, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. you know, so I would love to. I don't, like, agree. I think it can almost be bad form, but I really do want to see, like, those. Just, go- Justine would put a hit out on that reporter if somebody asked him that shit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sure. I don't know. Yeah, what, and what live rules can Justine play at complain about? She'll find, she'll find, her and Sergio will, will certainly find something. So I've lost the read bet. Yep. Like you guys, probably for the same reason. You know, the game is slowly coming there. Yep. And if, Good number. Seems like, Bad of course, his approach game can work perfectly. And if he gets in trouble, he'll get out of trouble. The number was strong. There, it was the same at the memorial a week ago that you could right. bet him this week. And I, you know, to me, I know people don't like to do those comparisons, but when you bet golf every week, your brain is filled with that field strength, that number comparatively. So my mind is always kind of wired in that mindset. Um, So, I mean, there's no point in talking about them anymore. I'm looking now at maybe adding Chris Kirk, and I'm literally also looking at, I've got to plug my nose to say it, but like changing it, adding some, you know, it'd be a bigger bet. But going to Matthew Fitzpatrick, don't look. Oh, at me. I don't want to do it. I'd rather. Oh, so I gross. probably won't do it. But I think I don't know, man. The guys just him and Lowry, they've been so good, and yeah. they really do fit. And does he fit though? Can Fitzy get you sixteen under? Uh, see that point. That's the question. You wish you had like six years of past winners here to sort of see what it what it could be. I don't. Fitzy can't get sixteen. He can get you twelve. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I I'm the Fitzpatrick truther on this pod, and you tainted my opinion on that that I couldn't even get there with him. So it's, and I think after what happened at the PGA and Potomac, all the times I had Fitzpatrick outrights, I, I think I've just become a positional guy. And I've Not taken him. this in. I take this position on, and I say this, it's like a compliment, but it's an insult. I've never seen a player, a good player's game, abandon him on Sunday more than Fitzpatrick. And I don't mean like when Luke List misses a putt on Sunday in contention, or Zalatoris misses a putt on Sunday in contention, when you bet Zalatoris, you have to expect that. Correct. When, it, when Fitz is in contention on Sundays, the things that are his strengths abandon him. And that is, like, my biggest, like, fear to bet him is, you know, I get it. The things you're going to do bad can be, you know, hyper-exaggerated when pressure is up, and I'll have to live with that. But it's soul-crushing when you can't even do the things you do the best when it counts the most. Uh, and I say that you have to contend a lot for me to even have that take, but that is sort of where my mind is with Fitzpatrick. As I say, I want to bet him. And how dumb can you feel if you bet Matthew Fitzpatrick this week and Shane Lowry or Sam Burns essentially win at a number that's a point Comparable. or two off of, off of the guy that never wins? So. Yeah. That's the mental midget explanation that no, I no. haven't talked through. I love it. We 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 literally argue about Fitzpatrick at least twice a month. So mm-hmm. that's perfect. I, I I realize I think I'm losing that battle. Because you are. Uh, as you more heartbreak comes in, goes on. And yeah, I, and you wish, you wish, like yeah. you watch. Yeah, I don't know. And the other joke, like you just, 
Oh, if this tournament was only one hour longer for the one, like as the conditions are getting so much worse, yeah. Oh, this was forty more minutes in it. Like we'd be right, we'd be right where we need to be. Yep, it's it's a, it's a lie. I tell myself to bet them next week. So it's the it's the it's the covering in the fourth quarter. All but I need is all I need is a pick six onside recovery, and we can score twice in two minutes. We'll be fine. And the problem with the Fitzpatrick bets now, guys, is is um. Like, we've lost a number. Yeah, no, like, so short. And even if you are one of these forever Fitzpatrick people, and I'm not, I did bet him a couple weeks ago. <laughs> so, like, and I may say when I made that bet, like, I never bet him, so I don't have the hate. Like, I don't have this baggage that other people carry with the guy. I haven't bet him. But now it's like, even if you're a Fitzpatrick fan, like, I don't know, I can miss him winning at 18-1. to 1. Like, how mad it sucks to miss any bet. I'm not talking down to an 18 to one winner, right? but it's not like when you ride that long, that 80 to one guy for so long and you finally take the week off and he pops like you will not, you'll like get over it within a day. Missing an 18 to one is just my point. Yeah. 80 is going to sit with you for a minute. Yeah. It's going it's yeah. to, you're going to yeah. think about that. that. That one could have funded a lot of losing weeks. 18, <laughs> yep. 18 feeds a couple, but not like the other one. So right. yeah. Um, and I kind of don't really have anyone in the 50 to air. I guess I mentioned Kirk. Yeah. Uh, it seems like a, a naked, uh, naked range. Okay. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I think, I think I agree with that. Capper, what about you? What do you got? So I'm on, uh, I'm on Finau as well, uh, and Hatton as well. I got, I got Hatton at 30. I got Finau at 28. I, I don't care at this point, like, because I know my numbers are always going to stop because I live in fucking Florida. I'm no, no, but if you, See, I do street sometimes too. A twenty-eight when the normals have a thirty—that's a win for you. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. It's like, like you look at that as like, no, that's a win for me. <laughs> no. Right. You take that and you run with that. That's a good pull. Yeah, trust yeah. me. I know those the feeling of the worst. Yeah, no, you have to consider that a win, yeah. and no one cares. No yeah. one. When you are happy to hit twenty-eight on Sunday night, no one's gonna be like, you missed the thirty, man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Although I'm sure, I'm sure some people on Twitter would be. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, look, Finau's. Uh, look, he's. I mean, it was that one, uh, you know, random round where he lost all those strokes on approach, and since then he's gotten it back. Um, it, listen, he doesn't putt well, but his best surface is bent. Um, so I'll th- listen, I, I, I take whatever I need to get behind him. I mean, he gained almost five strokes putting at the Schwab. Um, He's gained putting three weeks in a row. T to greens, monsters, over six, over ten. Give me Finau. Same thing with Hatton. Everything's kind of trending in the right direction. Anytime he gets in trouble, he's squirrely up the tee. You can get through that here. And then, I, dude, I just I, I couldn't find anybody else I really wanted to bet. So I just bet the ceiling with Digala at six six to one. Um, I don't know if it's that one sand shot that I saw on Sunday, uh, him coming out of that deep bunker and just sticking it to within three feet. But that's good enough for me. Like, I'll take it. Like, he, he's trending in the right direction, too, and I'm betting the ceiling. I, I saw – I will be honest. I saw um, – I was as, maybe as impressed with him as much as Phoenix last week in the sense that I did not think Muirfield profiled for, for Sahith. Yeah. I felt cool. like just big open courses where he can just – like even like Phoenix, where as long as you're not under a cactus, you can you're play fine. it out from the sand. You can just crush it. I thought anything like penal would be a real problem for the guy, and he had an amazing, an amazing week to have a five or six under finish at Memorial. Real like that one finish has kind of changed my perspective on what sort of courses I should be looking at him. 
for. Uh, I just feel like he's such a talented guy that, like, I don't feel like he can almost fit anywhere, right? He's a young kid. He's going to have his ups and downs just like everybody else. So, I mean, fuck, man, over 10 strokes, tee to green, that's a lot. And I say this often, and especially, like, in the week before the major, I will always, boys, I will always rather bet Sahith and the unknown of, like, the ceiling then bet some veteran that I, like, yeah, he could win, but I know exactly what I'm going to yeah. get. Yep. The prospect of the Sahith ceiling outweighs me betting on, see, this field's a hard example because there's so few players in his, exactly. in his betting range for me to make a fair analogy this week. But you get, you know, even like to go back, like I'd so much rather put a, like to bet Hogard at a hundred. I know exactly what I'm going to get from him than I don't, I just, Jeez, this field is so weird because they're all just like Brendan Todd. So you can get Brendan like Todd. Brendan Todd. Brendan I don't mind Brendan Todd this week. I, That's a bad right. example for fine. me. That's where I didn't want fine. to make it. All right, fine. How like, about? Just, yeah, you. We know what you mean, though. We know. What yeah, you mean. like when Brian Harmon. I know Harmon's fine, but like, no, I know exactly like what Streelman. Like people have bet. No, yeah. you can bet Streelman. I'm gonna bet like Hogard. Because the unknown of that ceiling is worth so much more to me than the I know exactly what that guy's capable of. Yep. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, so we're gonna make it probably a community show too, because I also bet Finau and Hatton. Let's go. So listen, like I figured. Listen, it was the number. I, it was thirty to one, and I just feel like in this crap deal with no middle class at all where we're getting replacements like John Houston and Andres Romero and Park McLaughlin coming in. Yeah, I mean thirty to one on Tony Fino. I like that. I you know, I, I think about with what he did at Colonial, I think just conceptually kind of the same goals. You gotta keep in the fairway, kind of target golf, smaller greens. You know, if he can do that there, I feel like he can do it here. And then you know, echoing what you guys said about Hatton. Um, you know, he played pretty good for the first two rounds at Potomac, then kind of got blown out to sea. Came back at the PGA, played pretty well. You know, everything's kind of trending up a little bit with the irons. I know he's a great scrambler and putter. I feel like this is kind of his little tractor, like, you know, just as far as somebody like that. Uh, I was also on the Patrick Reed thing, mm-hmm. so I had to find a replacement. I have settled on Chris Kirk there, 50 to 1. I just like how he just does well on some of these plotter golf courses, you know, shorter tracks. Uh, he's actually a little longer than, you know, you would think he's averaging about 300 off the box. So it's not like he's like a Brendan Todd, like, you know, only putting out there like 275. He's got a little bit of pop out there. So, you know, I mean, 50 to 1, he's been kind of close over the last, you know, year or so. I like that. And then I had a little bit of a decision tree. Do I start just going ugly, you know, taking a bunch of stabs, or maybe I go a little bit up top? Um, Jeff, I know you don't like this guy. I have okay on with him this week. That's why I didn't even want to insult him in anything I've done. Uh, I know who, where this is going. Uh, it's Cam Smith. Oh. I know, I, I know you don't like him. Shucks. I know you I know. I, you, okay. I thought I you were further up the board. I thought so, you were going to make me talk about Justin Rose. Uh, yeah, no, no, I, no, it's Justin Rose. <laughs> so where I kind of settle on this, I and we listen, we only had one tournament to go on in 2010, and I know they've done some work on the greens here, but just aesthetically with St. George's, not really a whole lot. They didn't lengthen it, and just kind of how I looked at the golf course, I feel like kind of off the tee, it might not matter a whole lot. You look at that top ten back in 2010. I know it was a long ago, but a long time ago. But like, no, those guys are long. No, those guys are accurate. So maybe this is the type of track where it just is a little weird off the tee where that's not going to matter as much. But like like you said, the iron play, the bunker play, and the putting 
kind of what I'm going for. So if my concerns off the tee are a little alleviated, I kind of like a Cam Smith there. He's improved his iron game. Great scrambler and good putter. And he's shown last couple weeks, it was the ball strike in the PGA. That was really good. The putting let him down. Last week, it was around the green and, you know, putting. That was great, but the ball striking. So, like, he's, he's close to putting it all together. So, either it's going to go really horribly this week where everything sucks, or maybe it's just all going to put, get put together this week, and he's going to be good. So, and I can point to a couple of plotter tracks. Like, you know, he's won Wiley. He did well at TPC Southwind last year. And, like, I set some concerns about the Memorial and PGA where you got to keep in the fairway, and he did fine. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I, that, that was just where I went this week. It was kind of just a funny feeling I had going in. So. Yeah, um, Chuck. So I guess in full disclosure, I had to like, I did a thing on Vizen today and they always make me pick like a player I want to fade and they yeah. like make it be a good player. And I hate it more than anything I'm asked to do in this space because I don't like, like as an outright better, I'm just not betting on you. I'm not here to say you're going to play poorly. Right. Just like, I'm not betting on you, but for the purposes, I had to pick someone under 20 to one that would be my fade. And it just, Cam Smith was the guy. I think if the off the tee, I mentioned that I think it's the off the tee that can get him while also acknowledging he has that magic scrambling ability that can save any par from anywhere. Um, Just, I don't know, seemed like a real fatiguing week for him. You'd almost want, I mean, they're so young, they just get to go golf. I, like in my mind, I'm like, oh, this guy just not with dries. It's such a good season. Just, <laughs> just go take some naps. Go play in the goddamn major next week. Like fully refresh yourself with where your game is at. But these young guys, they see the value of, of winning and getting hot and how well they're able to continue that. So I do like that we have this new trend of younger players, at least like 10, 15 years ago. Um, you know, they, they all kind of follow Tiger's example and never played never. before majors, yeah. despite not having his mental fortitude to do exactly what needed to be done, yeah. I guess, the week in, in major prep. So, yeah, I have picked on Cam Smith, but I'm not anti it as much as I might have uh, come off. Listen, we all we all got to do, we all got to make takes. We uh, just got to make sometimes. And we live and die with them. It is what it is. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, I, I appreciate the polite answer of saying that. Like and they're like, do you want to change it? Like, I'll erase it for, I'm like, no, I'm like, you can make a note under it. I'm like, no, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Just leave it. Worst case, like, I'm, you know, we're doing this again next week. Yes. It's going to yeah, make exactly. a lot of shitty losers just throw it on the pile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I, I appreciate the polite answer of that's a dog shit pick. I, and that was, I, I understand. <laughs> I understand. It's not, it's not a dog shit pick. I don't, <laughs> no, I don't. No, no. Okay, I, 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 I think I think Cam is going to go either really good this week or really poorly. I I totally understand the. You could set Cam Smith to win, and I don't think it's that crazy. And I'll admit I looked at it. The Cam Smith to miss the cut is like plus four fifty. Yeah, like I don't think those would be two crazy bets to both make before the tournament. Now, like you guys are, I'm sometimes so emboldened in my picks that I won't even bet the other side just because, like, no, this is what I'm interested. Correct. Not that. Right. I um, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. He's gonna win now. I guess. I <laughs> Listen, I, I I should. The only two outrights I've hit since fucking what? Since the this January. This is January. It's been fucking Cam Smith and Sony yeah. and TPC. That's it. So maybe I should fucking bet him too. He's been good to you, buddy. Yeah. He's so good. He's so good. And I don't. I'll feel so silly because I'm I, I'm an apologist. Like I hate saying, look what he did. On like a nine hole stretch on, like that doesn't mean anything. 
They're so good. Golf is so hard. Oh, so hard. You, you could play bad. You get just your head spinning a little, and you think you're seven off the lead. you got to be perfect. Like, what happened to Cam Smith is so such an easy thing to happen that to hold it against him for the next event is really a, a short-sighted, stupid way of, 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 of betting. And, of course, we're going to talk to you guys about Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day, right? That special blend of ingredients support your gut health, nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. Basically, all the things, and it costs you less than 3 bucks a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 also supports better sleep quality and recovery. And Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you got to do is visit athleticgreens.com. Slash SGP. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, we, 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 gam- we gamble on golf. It's, it's, it's a dumb enough activity as it yes. is. It's- <laughs> we make outright bets on golf. We're literally buying a car every week, driving it off the lot, and thinking like, and, and yeah. You could bet the favorite. You could bet the guy 150 to 1. I stand by this. It is so rare to get actual true value in an outright golf oh, yeah, betting yeah. board. Oh, yeah. The only world we exist in, it's the only world we've known, is making bad outright bets. But I think your favorite should never be 10 to 1. To ask a guy to win a 150-man golf tournament, you know the eight gazillion variables that got to go our way? Exactly. Those favorite prices are a joke. You hit a guy at 150, he should literally be 900 to 1. Exactly. No, we're never getting a fair number, but we just accept it and we're like sheeps at the, you know, at the pond every week drinking the water. And then it ruins us, it ruins us for the rest of betting too, because it's like, like you said, even like first touchdown bets. I'm like, Fucking eight to one. I'm not betting ass. Yeah. What the fuck is that? I'm not betting. Oh my god, Twitter snobs. Where we're the only people. You hit your first touchdown bet at eight to one. People will like, you're the man. You're the fucking <laughs> yeah. man. Great call. Like even if it's a Stephon Diggs, a star receiver. Right. But you hit a golfer at eight to one. Loser. Yeah. Loser. Like, How'd you put that on your card? You didn't even, get a, didn't even make a full card. Like <laughs> you had a winner, but like you made one bet on the favorite. Like you suck, man. <laughs> Yeah, listen, before the show, I was calling myself up. I'm like, am I really going to talk to Jeff and say I got a 15 to 1 on my card right now? Like, come on, what am I doing? I never do that. But yeah, you're right. Like, we're the only sport where we bet on something and we turn our nose up to something that's like under 20 to 1. Yeah. Or even our 10 to 1. It's insane. Yeah, it's insane. Fucking... Yeah. Insane. Because we know that those aren't the real numbers that are good. Like, they should exactly. be like more than that. So, all right, why don't we go to matchups then? So, uh, Jeff, what about you? Like, you know, you got any matchups you like? So I did play the matchups that I spoke about that do pick on Cam Smith. I've got That's totally fine. A couple plus monies. I've taken the, the just consistent, um, consistency versus consistency yeah. going up against Cam Smith. Lowry and Fitz, both at plus money nibbles, uh, to take down Cam Smith. Uh, the, this, this week. So those are a couple matchups that I do have. I also had, um, where was it here? I, I was looking at, uh, Sahith over Vegas as a note for, uh, for earlier and I had Chris Kirk. 
I had Chris Kirk over Hadwin, which is probably okay. really dangerous. I'm not, but uh, I do have that. I mean, are you are you allowed to do that as a Canadian this week? Yeah, and I've said a few guys. I don't want to deep dive this right now, but I'm. I played Nick Taylor 150, just okay. like a bomb. Yeah. But I I see these people that fill these cards, betting cards with Canadians, and I'm like, do you know what happens here? <laughs> like you're asking, a, David Hearn was in the final group a few years ago, guys. Yeah, people yeah. treated it like it, like you would have thought he was playing for the Masters. Okay, so imagine <laughs> betting that. a guy. Adam Hadwin is trying to win the RBC. That's what it is. It's the RBC. Chris Kirk is trying to win the RBC. The difference is Adam Hadwin will feel like he's trying to win the Masters, and Chris <laughs> Kirk is going to feel like he's trying to win the RBC. I like, like, gender, I like it. Yeah, I like it. We're such a proud sporting nation, and it kills us that we haven't done better in this event. And we've, and I insult Canada Golf, but at the same time, we've probably never been in since Mike we probably yeah. haven't come into this event with as strong a contingent. So hopefully it's time to end, but I'm, I don't bet Canadians to win the Canadian Open. I would love it if it happened though. Oh, all right. When's the last time it happened? Has that ever happened? I don't know. Maybe some amateur thing they bring up. The broadcast will bring it up 70 okay. times. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. Fine. I'll make sure it's turn Thursday for that. So. All right. Yes, Captain, those, are my, those are my, uh, those are your matchups. Those I like my, my matchups. Listen, I, I endorse the Lowry and Fitzpatrick over Smith. Uh, they, those two appear in my card later. That's totally fine. I don't endorse Fitz over Smith. But, All, right. Uh, All right. Well, Capper, what about just you? Just keep up my, uh, stay on brand of my Fitz. Yes. Um, so, I, so I'm targeting Varner and Jeff, I'm a, I'm a Varner guy too. I know you are. I don't know. Uh, I know you get you tickets or something like that. Uh, but, um, I'm a big Varner guy. Uh, me and you, me and uh, our boy Andy, uh, have been on him for a while, but I heard, I don't know if it was on Twitter or something I listened to today that he was out in Oregon playing yesterday and then he's playing somewhere else today so he's nowhere near there and whatever that's enough for me to just give a little bit of a lean for a guy who's in the u.s open next week and i'm taking Finau at minus 110 and hatton minus 105 over varner so let me just and i I don't disagree with that at all okay i just need to give people a little backstory before they like overblow it okay Uh, but i will defend it also, by saying, well, I've picked those guys to win and love for them to, to beat everybody. Sure. Um, I am worried about Harold in the sense that he is an RBC ambassador. He's traveling right now. Easy here. Like, if this wasn't an RBC event, he's probably not playing. He's probably just yep. going to do that traveling he's doing at West and then prepare for the Open. But he's got a a obligation to play in this event. And it's, of course, I do think suits him. So that'll give you your points. I will counter this this Varner story because he's been spotted in Oregon by saying, you mentioned he has gotten me tickets a couple times. <laughs> now, with that means <laughs> I am sort of messaging the people that know him very well or they're right. keeping in touch with me early in the week, and I'm like, is it – I'm being polite, but like just inquiring, like, is it done? Are we good? And they're like, he hasn't gotten to the site yet. Like, he can only get me the tickets when he arrives on site, and when he registers, they just it's a, it's another step in the process. Right. He often shows up to events very late. Okay. Like, so that is just something to know. He's normally okay. one of the last guys in the field to show up and register. Ah. 
That's, um, a, that's yeah. a tasty nugget. That's a tasty nugget. I appreciate that. Yeah. Now, that being said, this isn't like a course where he's playing for three straight years, and he knows it, and he can show up late on Tuesday or Wednesday and feel comfortable. It's a course he's never seen in his life. Yeah. So that could be a different dynamic than what when it happens at places that are just regular um, stops for tour event stops. Yeah. But I yeah. am just letting you know. I think it's important to know. I don't want people to just be running with, he's not in Toronto yet, <laughs> yeah. because he's known for being a very late arriver to tournaments. I like regularly. it. All right, cool. Listen, that, that's, that, that's good. It doesn't make me feel... Better about my bets. Uh, but whatever, man. Listen, money, money's laid, money's played. Let's go. Fuck it. Yeah, and as I said, it doesn't feel like an event he'd be playing if it wasn't for that RBC stuff. And we know as betters, that is something we sometimes do like to hone in on someone's true intentions for being, um, being somewhere, especially the week before a major. Okay. Yeah. Like, actually, you know, he's there by pure choice. Varian's there by a, a RBC. Commitment. That's not to say you wouldn't want to play here anyway, but I'm just saying it's a dynamic too that we got to follow. Absolutely. And then so I got I got two other ones. So I, we mentioned Harry Higgs earlier. I love Harry Higgs. He's great. What the fuck does he do well? He, he, he hasn't done anything in a very long time. And I'm gonna take a short knocker old man who I think fits this course well. I got armor at plus money against fucking Harry Higgs. Plus one oh five. I haven't like that. that, that that was not on my radar at all, but yeah, I, I, I could totally get behind that. You can make a case there's some level of overvalue with Harry Higgs because he takes his shirt off and we like him. Yeah. Not really sure if that's transitioned to the betting numbers on Harry, but yeah, pick on him. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean, what he's made, he made the cut at Charles Schwab, but he came at what, 69th and other than that, one, two, three, four, four missed cuts after the Masters. And yeah, I mean, yeah. Listen, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the short knocker who this should play well for. This is a Ryan Armour course. Um, he's got he's got two top 25s over his last five starts. So yeah, give me Ryan Armour. And then uh, I'm going I'm going Luke Donald over Snedeker. Um, it's kind of the same thing. I know Snedeker has made the cut the last two times, but man, I don't know. And I know it's a short course, but I just think he's. I think he's washed, man. And it's not like Luke Donald isn't, but at least he shows up and can do it every once in a while. I liked him last week. I'm going back to the well this week. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I'm taking Luke Donald. First of all, he's 11th out of sand saves and 12th and around the green, uh, out of this field. So Dang, let's fucking go. Let's go. Yeah. Donald over. Why, why haven't those guys saying the live money yet? I mean, those guys seem like perfect candidates right now to go over to London. Yeah, again, the field is so small. They seem to want this eclectic field. It's almost like some guys wish they took the month, like got offered, I mean. Because yeah. you wonder, like, like how is Duffner not taking the oh, plate over with perfect. Fowler? And yep. you could think yeah. of, like, a hundred other guys. And they've got Chase Kepka, who in their banner, they're like, has, like, six professional top tens. Jason <laughs> Duffner, you could write major champion, champion. beside. Right. Like, you can... That we have made like so. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I think there's a lot of guys who wish they got an offer that I guess haven't. Yeah, yeah, could be. Yep. All right. So I only have one Canadian on my betting card, and I kind of like what Mac Hughes been doing lately. So you know, hit his arms pretty good last week at the Memorial T9 at Potomac. I know we're kind of using that as a little bit of a blueprint for maybe what to expect this week. And here's the problem, though. And I made this bet uh, not realizing that I tend to 
alter the universe about Justin Rose's results. Whenever I bet against him or for him, and Mac Hughes is minus 105 or Justin Rose, I just I, I don't know what to expect from Rose anymore. I don't know if this is just a guy who only does it in majors now and he just doesn't show up anywhere else. Like I, I can't think of like besides the farmers, anything he's really done besides showing up to majors. And so I don't know. I just this is just one where you know Hughes kind of fit the profile. Just all right. I don't really care what you do off the tee. You're hitting, hitting your irons a little better, but you can just get up and down from everywhere. Kind of like him this weekend, especially as the underdog to Rose. Uh, you mentioned that you were thinking about picking on Johnny Vegas. I picked on him with Sebastian Munoz. Uh, you know, with Johnny Vegas, just kind of seems like a little bit of, at least coming in, a little bit of a one-trick pony where he's gaining most of his strokes off the tee and struggling a little bit with his irons, never really been a great scrambler or putter. And I just feel like Sebastian Munoz is a little more well-rounded. He tends to kind of do well at some of these plotter courses, too. So I like a minus 120 over Vegas. And then... Kind of picking on the, you know, another one trick pony. Like I think maybe Cam Champ is kind of now if the bomb of gouge thing kind of plays out, this doesn't work well for me, but I don't know. Maybe Champ is kind of crashing back down to earth a little bit. Played really bad at Memorial. Didn't play great at, I think, Charles Schwab either mm-hmm. after kind of having a little bit of a hot streak. I mean, I'm not really in love with Patrick Rogers this week either, but I feel like he's a little slightly more well rounded than Cam Champ. I feel like he can hit his irons a little better. He's a little better scrambler and putter. He's Pretty good back grass too, and Camp, Patrick Rogers plus one hundred over Cam Champ. So you think so, you get more for that based on their odds? But I, I actually agree. agree with picking on Cam Champ in yeah. uh, at St. George's. I might see what my books are offering in the Cam Champ pick on uh, market. Okay. Yeah, I, I just I don't feel like this is going to be one where he can use the driver as a weapon. So yeah, all right. How about positionals? So Jeff, why don't we start with you? You got any top tens? Uh no, I've got uh Hatton and, and Finau top twenties. Okay. What numbers did you get on those? Sitting on those. I got Hatton uh well what I got yeah. oh, the best number on odds checker I saw was one twenty five, which oh, I nice. gave in my video because that's what I do. The number that I got was like one oh five. So whatever. Who cares? Yeah, I'm, I'm just fine with, with that. uh similar with Finau, uh the the plus one oh five and in the top 40 market, guys, I'm smitten with just a handful of Europeans this week that I actually think will feel very comfortable at St. George's, even with the namesake of the location. Uh, Matt Wallace being one of them at, at plus 170. Uh, Matthias Schaub is another one that I don't mind. Aaron Rye. Uh, uh, yeah, so there's just a handful, uh, Rasmus Hogard, so there's just a handful of, of guys that make a lot of European tour, or just a lot of Europeans, let's just put it that way, that I feel will, will be very comfortable in this, um, penal rough, heavy bunkering, shot making sort of setup that seems far, I don't know, we don't get, we don't not get them, but they seem rarer on the, the more rare. Than yeah. those. So, oh, all right, I got to talk to you about Matt Wallace. So I used to bet this guy every fucking week, it seemed like. He's broken, right? Like, what are you seeing that you like Matt Wallace? Uh, it's slowly not broken. I mean, I'm not picking him to win. I, no, to I know. It's a top 40. 40. I know. I know. I know. I think he's got back-to-back top 15s on uh, the DP. Okay. So let's just like a stepping stone of maybe finding the form now. 
I like Matt, like you, I like Matt Wallace, whether it was one or two little TV glimpses that allowed, that created this thing in my head no. where I like the guy and I got sucked into a hole of betting him and over the angry, him. the angry European he golf does well, he, he putts with like, his thumbs are connected when he putts and yeah, that's the worst. Like, it is torture watching it and thinking, like, you're the only guy in the world that I see doing this. You think this is effective? <laughs> like, you, you look at, you look at these other people around you who are, like, I, I you do what works for you. Golf is weird like that, but yep. come on, man. Like, it's, I don't even, I don't know. It's so weird. I don't even know how to do it. Yeah, he's yeah, trying, trying to do it. So yeah, it's an uncomfortable um, bet, I guess we could say. But yeah, it's a tough. All right, all right, fair enough. Yeah, tough I'm not asking for much. I don't. I. I, I once again, because I live in fucking Florida. Uh, I, I don't have top forties. I, I get them for the majors, and then I get all excited. And I bet way too many top forties. Yeah. Gabber, <laughs> right. yeah. what about you? What positions do you have that are uh, not? So, like I said, my soft local hasn't fucking dumped anything yet. Um, but for, so for the longer shots, I'm looking at Smotherman, uh, Nick Taylor, which is funny enough. Uh, and then I'm going with Armour and Duncan for my longer shots, which I'm assuming hope coming in like three or longer to one. And then I want, I also want Finau, Hatton, um, and depending on where they hang, uh, Rory and JT, I'll probably play a little juice for those two up to like 150 probably. Okay. All right. Um, I mean, I only have one top My car's pretty boring. Uh, but I figure if I'm going to go down with a ship with a Justin Thomas plus 125 top 10, I'm just going to do that. Like, look, I mean, if we're looking for iron players, plus 125, let's go. Plus 125 for a top 10. Yeah. So I don't think there's dead heat on it either. So, uh, yeah, I'm just going to go down with a ship on that. I didn't like a lot of the positional pricing this week anyway so let's just go with that for top 20s this is where i got lowry and fitzpatrick I both of them at plus 105 you know maybe some bounce back spots for both of them in a track that should shoot their game i mean lowry i think he hit his irons pretty good last week or i don't know maybe i got that mixed up but just overall just the blueprint one looking for yeah act Perfect. you know keeps it pretty much in play off the tee hits his irons pretty well Chris <laughs> grammar and potter same thing with a Matthew Fitzpatrick. He gained a bunch of strokes tee to green last week. He lost a bunch of putting. The last time he did that was, I think, uh, I can't remember the term, but he came back at Potomac and actually came in, I think, like second there. Yeah, so, yeah. Just right in the form, the form yeah. and the results of right. both players at yeah. the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And just the safety of top 20 in this field at plus odds. I, I'll take that all day. And then yeah. top, top 40s is, you know, I got to think about Mac Hughes again. Top 40, uh, plus 105. I forgot to mention earlier, last year Canadian opens T8 at Glen Abbey, T14 at Hamilton. Kind of like that Hamilton comp a little bit to this place as well. And I like how he's been playing this, uh, you know, lately. So go with him, at, you know, for a top 40. And then Brendan Todd, I considered him outright, but I, I like Todd. I, I like that 100 to 1. I, I end up just not going to just sell him for the top 40 plus 120. Just, you know, listen, he played great at Colonial, kind of like I mentioned with Finau, like similar objectives there at Colonial, just keeping it in play, target golf, similar, you know, style here. Again, like, you know, plotter golf, short track, stuff like that. So, you know, top 40 on him plus 120. Like it. All right. Uh, you got any props? Like any, uh, miscut props? Uh, first round leader. I know Capper, you are the savant, so I'm sure you got a bunch. <laughs> yeah. So I got, I got eight right now. So I'm, I'm on <laughs> I, whatever, man. I do eight to 10 a week and it's my do. investment every week. I've hit four weeks in a row. So fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Great yeah. job. 
Yeah, it, it's, it's going to come to an end at some point. The um, and so I, I, once again, I'm waiting because my the local book sometimes hangs soft the numbers on the first round leaders too. So I'm waiting, but going off of the AM, I didn't want to bet any Canadians outright, but let's get some Canadians off to an early start, get that crowd crowd hyped up. Yeah. I got I got Hadwin, Hughes, and Connors. Um, and then Rory, because I'm afraid he's just going to come out and destroy this place. And he'll say that he's going out early. He's going out early in the morning. And he's going to end up anywhere between 22 and 25 to 1. Um, and then I like Kirk going off in the morning and in the afternoon. Um, I always bet Munoz, uh, like me and John always do. And then, uh, Hatton and Smotherman for right now. And I'm thinking about adding the gala, whatever. It's just, it, I, I just, so with first round leader bets, feel like you have to do it every week and you have to stick to a fucking script and that's it so i do eight to ten a week same units every week depending on what i'm looking to get back and it's worked out so so far i like it okay all right jeff what about you any other prop did you guys know that browsing online and using an incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy that's right without the added security you might as well give away all your private data to hackers advertisers your isp and other prying eyes that's why i use ip vanish vpn to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet, IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. And you can use IPVanish on unlimited, unlimited devices, even your fire stick. Uh, whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is now offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money back guarantee that's like getting nine months for free and it's super easy to use all you gotta do is tap a button and you're instantly protected you won't even know it's on so stop sharing with the world everything you stream everything you buy and everything you search for take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot so go to ipvanish.com slash sgp and use promotional code sgp and claim your 70% off savings that's ipvanish dot com slash sgp alright well I'll go then uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't have anything laid down right now, but kind of we talked about this earlier, like the miscut prop or miscut prop market. Like I, I can get like plus odds on just scrubs like Fratelli and Lipsky and like just guys that are really volatile that I probably shouldn't be getting plus odds on. So I might go explore that, just kind of see if I can get some just schmucks and just bet a couple of those and just see what happens because like – they're fine players. I, I understand a lot of the arguments for something like, you know, with Lipsky, he's got some good things going for him. Same thing with Fratelli, but I mean, they're David Lipsky and Dylan Fratelli, like and plus odds for a miscut. Like, come on, what are we doing here? So yeah, I'll, uh, I might go explore that market, kind of see what happens. And, uh, yeah. All right. So we had some technical difficulties and, uh, we lost Jeff. Uh, I don't know. The internet up in Canada's kind of spotty. Who knows? I, I think it was all that live talk at the beginning that whoever was pissed off about what we said, I think, uh, hacked us and uh, cut off uh, his internet there. <laughs> it could be. All right, nice segue. So we'll just we'll just go right into the live bets. I only got a couple. Uh, listen, it's something new to gamble on. You knew I was going to gamble on it. So I got I got not at sixteen to one. Um, I got a not top ten at minus one forty. If right. you saw his presser today, I think you would just be all anti Kevin Na at this point. He, I mean, he he was a he was especially douchey. He's always a douche. I don't care. Like I mean, my, he was he was way 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 over the top today. Really? All right. Yeah. So I gotta check it because I only watched DJ and Louis Presser. Um, so I have to look at that. And then um, I got Usi at ten. And then I heard a bunch of smart guys 
who were talking about something named Atogi. Uh, oh, Adrian Atogi? Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. He's a talented DP World uh, Tour player. He was 40. I haven't bet it yet. Because okay. when they when they talked about it, he was like 100, and I looked, it was 40, so I don't know if I'm going to bet it yet or not. But I'm thinking about it. And then American versus the field, minus 115. I'm going to take the field, minus 115. Fuck it. Okay. Yeah. All right, I'll wait that at all. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Okay. Um, so, listen, uh, we got anything else to add? No, I think that's it. Um, I am, you know, listen, we did some RBC Canadian content this week. I am going to quickly put it behind me and focus on Brookline because that's what you guys really care about. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Early sneak preview of what I'm thinking. I'm torn on which way to go. Like, I feel like there's some Marion 2013 US Open stuff with it. I also feel like there might be some Beth Page Black to this place too, which is, Totally wow. different directions that's, about yeah. where I need to go. Yeah, I need weird. to look at this course a little bit more and kind of figure out the direction because I'm at a fork in the road as far as what I want to do with it. So, so we'll see. All right. Well, we will absolutely be looking forward to that. And uh, listen, uh, once again, thanks to uh, Jeff Feinberg for coming on. Um, you can find him on the Mayo Media Network, um, on Odds Checker. Uh, he's Jeff Feinberg on Twitter. If you listen to this show, you know who Jeff Feinberg is, so you know where to find his shit. So go go watch that stuff. And, uh, yeah, other than that, uh, one week to the U.S. Open. Let's fatten those fucking bankrolls before next week. Let's go. Let's go.